I have never found a more powerful way to do so with as little risk as house hacking is. Now, I'm not saying house hacking is not risky, but it's a lot less risky than investing in Bitcoin or some startup company or penny stocks or something like that. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today I'll be speaking with Craig Kerlop. Craig, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. Better now that I'm on your show. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you're here. We're looking forward to speaking with you again. Best of listeners, Craig is a repeat guest. Make sure you check out his previous episode. It is 1260. It's entitled Bigger Pockets Analyst Tells Us His Life Hacking Story with Craig Kerlop. So since this is Sunday, we're going to be doing a skill set Sunday. And Craig is a house hacking expert. So we're going to talk about how you can house hack your way to financial freedom, financial independence. Before we begin, I want to just quickly go over Craig's background as a refresher. He is the author of The House Hacking Strategy, as well as an aggressive pursuer of financial independence. From sleeping on his couch to renting out his car, Craig has been able to go from a negative $30,000 net worth to becoming financially independent in three years, all while paying off $85,000 in student loan debt. He's currently on his third house hack based in Denver, Colorado. And you can say hi to him on Instagram at the Fi guy, the F I guy. So Craig, before we get into the skill, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you've been up to since we last spoke? Yeah, since the last time we spoke, I believe I was living in my first house hack, which was that duplex where I was really hacking it, living behind the curtain and all that. I won't go into all the details here. You can go back and listen to the previous episode. But since then, I've purchased two more house hacks. So about six months after that last episode, I purchased my second one or a year after I got my first one. And that one was a five bed, two bath in Thornton, Colorado, which is just north of Denver. And then I did a different strategy where I rented by the room. So it was a five bed, two bath. I lived in one room, rented out the others, had my own bedroom, was living a semi-normal life at this point. And then I was rented out the duplex full time. So the duplex was making me some money. The single family I was living in was making me some money and I was living for free. And that allowed me to then save up and purchase the third house hack, which I just closed on about a month and a half ago and getting that settled as we speak. Perfect. So you've got your book house hacking strategy. You've done three house hacks. So let's just talk 
general overview for those who don't know, which I'm sure everyone knows what house hacking is, but just in case, do you mind just describing what the strategy actually is? Yeah, house hacking is the whole idea is that you buy a one to four unit property with three to 5% down. Because you're getting that three to 5% down loan, you're required to live there for one year. And so while you're living there, you rent out the other parts of the property such that the rent from your tenants is fully covering your mortgage. So you're allowed to live for free or maybe even get paid to live. And you're just able to save tons and tons of money and build lots and lots of wealth that way. Okay. So I actually house hacked my first property too. So I'm familiar with this strategy. But the first question I have is how do you analyze the deals when you're actually house hacking them? Because most deals make sense when you house hack them just because of the really low down payment and the fact that you're really just trying to cover some or all of your living expenses. But then, as you mentioned, the plan is most likely to, to move out and rent it out full time. So are you underwriting it based off of kind of that time when you're going to move out and making sure that it's cash flowing then? Or are you underwriting it so that all of your expenses are covered, you're making money, some of your expenses are covered? Do you want to just walk us through the, the, the analysis of house hacking and how it compares to just a regular rental? Yeah, for sure. So when you're house hacking, you definitely do have to take into account the rent savings, though I always try to live for free, but that's just how I am. And I don't care all that much that I have a super fancy place. I don't care all that much that I have my own space, right? So I really love this buy a single family home because they're typically cheaper than the multifamilies and live in one room and rent out the other rooms. So the numbers on that, basically, I know that a Three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand dollar property is going to be about a two thousand dollar mortgage payment each month. Will be a little higher, a little lower, but within a hundred bucks, that's kind of what it is. And so I can go into a property, and I've been doing this long enough where I can kind of go in and look at the rents that I can get for each room, and I just make sure that the rents are well in excess of that mortgage payment. I like to see something between seven hundred fifty to a thousand dollars over the mortgage. And that will give me plenty of buffer for all of those expenses that you hear about CapEx, vacancy, all of that stuff. So rather than try to have a percentage for each one of those and have all these moving numbers and moving pieces to play with, I just try to keep it really simple with, Hey, what's the rent? What's the mortgage payment? How much do you want for reserves, which includes all of those expenses. And I just try to make it work that way. And it's been pretty successful so far. So you've done the renting out one of the units and living in the other unit. And then you've done the renting out the rooms on this third one. Is it a duplex or is it a single family home where you're renting out rooms again? It's kind of a hybrid. It is technically a single family. I purchased it as a single family, but it's a six bed, three bath. The top level is three beds, two baths. And the bottom level is three bed, one bath, with its own kitchen, its own bathroom, its own laundry room, et cetera. So it's essentially two units. So what I did was I actually just walled off basically where the upstairs meets the top of the stairs to go downstairs and made a separate entrance so that they can walk in and go directly downstairs and have their entire unit. Right now I plan to Airbnb that unit out fully and I expect to make a little bit more than I would as if it were traditional rental. So would you say that the better strategy is to do the by room as opposed to the per unit? It all depends on who it is. I would say it's the more lucrative strategy for sure. But if you don't feel comfortable living with the people, then maybe you do the duplex or triplex or you do the quote unquote luxurious house hack where you live in the big house and you rent out maybe the mother-in-law suite or the downstairs or whatever it is. I'd probably say the most common thing I see, and not the most common, but 
something I see a lot when people are talking about house hacking is the amount of time you need to live in the house. So is it definitely a year that you have to live there? And if you don't, then something bad happens? Or do you need to live there longer than a year? Does it depend on the type of loan that you get? Kind of want to talk about that a little bit. What's the requirements for doing the house hack? To get that low down payment, that 3 to 5%, which is what makes house hacking so powerful, you do have to live there for one year. Now, I don't think the banks are like knocking on your door every month to making sure that you live there. But if you do get caught, it is considered a mortgage fraud, which I believe is five years in jail. So probably not worth it. I know people that have taken the risk and they're not in jail. But again, I would not recommend it. There are ways you can get out of it. So for example, if your job moves away or something happens in your family, like they're semi-reasonable with life-changing instances, but that's really the only kind of way to get out of it. What's some other important information that we need to know about house hacking? I would just say it's a really great way to get started in real estate investing, if not the best way, because you have to live somewhere anyway. So you might as well live where you're investing. And that way you're really in the weeds and you can manage the property because you're always right there. And also it's just a tremendous way if you're doing this to really build yourself a great financial position and hopefully attain financial independence within the next few years. I have never found a more powerful way to do so with as little risk as house hacking is. Now, I'm not saying house hacking is not risky, but it's a lot less risky than investing in Bitcoin or some startup company or penny stocks or something like that. How many more house hacks do you plan on doing? I don't really know. I guess this aggressively, maybe one more, but then I probably intend to take some time off and do kind of my own thing for a little bit. But when I come back and sell down, I still may house hack, but it will probably be a little bit more of a luxurious house hack where I just rent out the bottom or rent out an additional dwelling unit in the back or something like that. But yeah, I I don't see why not do this for as long as I can. Do you plan on doing other investing strategies as well with the house hack? Or are you just going to kind of just keep house hacking because it's been so successful? Yeah. Now that I've got some capital built up, I'm not looking to do some more burr type deals or even just some more buy and holds in the Denver area here. Definitely looking into exploring different types of investing. It's, It's pretty addicting. It's hard to just do only one a year. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about as it relates to house hacking that you want to mention? One thing I would just mention is that if you do decide to go down this route of house hacking is that you'll always feel different. The first house hack, you will look like a poor man or a poor woman because if you did what I did, you'll be living on a couch behind a curtain or you'll be sharing a house with four or five different people and you'll be unlike everyone else because they'll probably have their own place and whatnot. But then you'll be saving and saving more and more money. And after year one, you'll be able to buy a second property then you become unrelatable because now you've just bought two properties in basically less than two years. And then, so then you're able to save more and more and more. And then by the time you get your third one, you've now have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to either invest in. You can start investing in larger properties or you can start going out and doing your own thing. And before you know it, you'll be financially independent, which even if you're in your thirties and you've got five years, you'll be 35 to 40 years old. And most people are not financially independent at 40 years old. So you have to be used to kind of being a little bit different at first. It's kind of not so good. And then in most of your life, it'll be very good. It will pay off for you. When you're actually looking for these deals, do you just look for them how you would look for any single family home? Like, are you just finding these on the MLS or are you finding these things off market? I find them all on the MLS. Yeah. I guess the main reason why that is, is because the house does need to be livable. And so a lot of the ones off market are kind of run down and beat up. So in order to live there for a year, the bank needs to deem it as livable and basically needs to have running water and electricity and four walls and a roof. So Yeah, there has to be that. And then also I'm looking for one deal a year when you house hack. In my market, there's lots of house hacking deals. So you just have to kind of figure out how to make it work. All right, Craig. Well, thanks for coming on the show and and essentially giving us a breakdown of exactly how to house hack just to 
quickly go over what we talked about. So you've done three house hacks so far. First one we talked about in the first show. Again, that's 12.6. You want to check that out. Second one was the five bed, two bath just north of Denver where you decided to rent it out by the room while renting out the previous one full time. And you mentioned that by the room is more lucrative than by the unit. And then you just closed in their third one a month and a half ago. That's kind of a hybrid one where it technically is a single family home, but you're able to wall it off and turn it into a hybrid duplex. And you actually plan on Airbnb being one of those units for even more money. We talked about how you actually analyze these deals and it really depends on what your goals are. But for you is you want to live for free. You don't really care if it's a really nice place or if it's got your own room. As you mentioned, you live behind a curtain on a couch for a while. So to do so, you want to calculate what the mortgage payment is going to be. You can do that pretty quickly now that you're so experienced. And then take a look at the rents for each of the rooms or each of the units, how you plan on doing it. And you want the rents to be at least in your area, $750 to $1,000 above the mortgage so that you can cover all the ongoing expenses and live for free. You also you have to live there for a year. If you don't, consider mortgage fraud and you can go to jail. There are some exceptions, but if you're in a house hack, live there for a year. A few other things we talked about, it's a great way to get started in real estate investing because you need a place to live anyways and might as well have that be your own investment property. And that the strategy is a low risk strategy compared to other of the investment strategies out there. And then lastly, you mentioned that when you're buying real estate in general, but especially if you're doing the house hack, you're always going to feel a little different compared to others around you who maybe have their own apartment, their own home. And you're, as you said, living on a couch behind a curtain, but obviously the benefits long-term outweigh that because in a few years, you'll have a bunch of money, multiple properties under your belt. And the more money you get, the more deals you can do. And you can be financially independent by just following the strategy and buying one property per year. And then lastly, you mentioned that you're just finding these deals on the MLS because they need to be livable in order to qualify for the loan. And you're really only doing one deal a year. So you're able to find that in your market because there's a lot of single family homes available. For more about house hacking, make sure you pick up Craig's book, The House Hacking Strategy. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. And again, check out his first episode, 1260 Bigger Pockets Analyst, tells us his life hacking story. And say hi to him at the Fi Guy. That's the FI Guy on Instagram. Craig, thanks again for joining us. Best ever listeners, have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for having me, man. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Corino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.